churches that might be best to close down, the topic of this week's ReChurch. Welcome to ReChurch. I'm Marshall Fant, the Director of Church Consulting and Strategic Planning for Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. My purpose is to encourage pastors and church leaders as you refocus, renew, and revitalize your churches. We've established this podcast to offer practical tips and suggestions as you equip disciples to make disciples. Welcome back to ReChurch, a topic that really we don't like to talk about. Marty, welcome. Thank you. Introduce yourself. Uh, Marty Macedo, have a ministry called Fellow Helpers Ministries. Been uh, helping churches since 2005. And Marty is married to Pam, and they're a great part of the GFA interim program, and just really mm-hmm. a great friend. And Marty and Pam have helped many churches along the way. So the topic of today, to close a church, came to us from an email from a listener and really ask, okay, when is it best? Is there certain situations when a church may need to close? And Marty, I think we both would say, yes, they are. Yes. Now, for the sake of our listeners, I want to make sure we understand what we're trying to achieve here. We're going to make observations, Marty. Okay. This is what I want to call descriptive, not prescriptive. Okay, Okay, so I don't want (laughs) listeners to take what we're going to say and then say, okay, that's us, therefore we need to shut down. Yes. Okay, I do want to say that, you know, again, we're going to make observations from about 30,000 feet, Mm -hmm. okay, as we're flying over, and that each case, each church may be different. But we're going to make some general observations that, yes, there are times that churches do need to close. Yes. Okay. All right, Marty, I want to start. You have a great observation just from a recent business article. Uh, Now, we're recording this in 2020. Yes. Okay. So we're in April of 2020. And so if you would go ahead, and uh, I think the companies you're going to mention are very uh, well-known at this time. Okay. You know, it's interesting, Marsh, when you asked me about doing this podcast, I started doing a little research and checking around. And one of the things that struck me was a quote from Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon. Um, Back in 2018, it was quite a stir because uh, he made a speech. And in his speech, he said, someday Amazon will go bankrupt and close. And obviously, the shareholders weren't real happy to hear that. No. But he defended himself by saying everything has a cycle. Mm -hmm. And when you take a look at the business world, there's a cycle. And and you got to keep up with things, but there's a point sometimes where you can't and things just have to close. And when he was kind of being uh, scorned for that, he said, excuse me. Does anybody remember Sears? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we were raised on Sears. And we were Robots. raised on the Sears catalog. Exactly. Exactly. But it ran its cycle. Yeah. And with that in mind, you had mentioned Revelation yeah. 2 and 3, the seven churches. Yeah. And I read through that and I thought, wow, each one of these churches was really in a place that they could have closed. Yeah. So it's interesting. I don't think it should be an embarrassment if a church has to close, but I think it's a very serious decision they have to make. Right. But again, we're seeing that in the world, in the corporate world, and I think we need to be challenged in churches to make sure we don't get to that point, or if we get to that point, that we close with dignity and integrity. Integrity. All right, so now I want to go back to Scripture. Mm-hmm. And we know in Revelation 2 and 3 yes. that the one addressing these seven pastors is no less Jesus Christ mm-hmm. himself. That's right. These churches, depends on who you want to read, 35 to 40 years old, or one life cycle of a pastor. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so we have the four churches that come to immediately to mind that are in danger of closing. The church at Ephesus. Yes. 
in Ephesians 2, 5, it says you lost your first love. Mm-hmm. And I'll put out the candlestick. Yeah. Now, I think, as you mentioned, it's a very sobering thing to talk about closing a church. Very. And the conversations I have been in with deacons and elders or leadership of churches that are considering closing, you read Ephesians 2. Mm-hmm. I mean, excuse me, you read Revelation 2, mm-hmm. the church at Ephesus, and when you have this discussion, it's sobering. Yes. And then you got the church at Pergamos, unwilling to address known sin in the church. And as the, the pastor that wrote in with this question, you know, what if a church never practiced church discipline and they have a wretched reputation mm-hmm. in the community? Yep. Then you got the church at Sardis, who in Revelation 3, they ministered in the past and not the present. Yes. Revelation 3, 3. On life support. Yep, definitely. Yep. And then the church at Laodicea in Revelation 3, 7. Mm-hmm. They're unwilling to evaluate themselves, unwilling to see themselves as they really are. So if we have this in the book of Revelation, and we have this occurring, and Christ is addressing so why would we not think we have the same problem today? Exactly. Is that a fair way to say it? Oh, yes. And it's interesting you mentioned that cycle because uh, Bezos with Amazon, by the way, 800,000 employees, mm-hmm. $1 trillion market value, he made the speech when they were 25 years old and said usually the cycle is 30 years, wow. which is a generation. Yeah. And it, it, again, who knows yeah. how that'll go, but just a warning that this is potential. And there's, I guess this would be a good place to put it in. It may be just in my little finite you know, observation of things, but it seems as though when a church is being planted and the church is getting started and they're looking for a place to meet and they're looking for property and they're trying to get a pastor and they're excited about reaching their community there's that first love right but something sometimes changes in a church once they get their congregation Mm -hmm. up to a good number and especially when they become debt-free right you know it's like okay we've attained now so let's kind of just keep what we've got but if you just keep what you got, it's probably going to end up eventually decreasing, and then you're going to end up in a question mark is, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? What do you so do? So I think, I think you said it well, because a lot of the churches that need revitalization yes. are debt-free. Yes. They have buildings. Yes. They may not have the people, mm-hmm. but there's, there was somewhere along the way that, again, we're talking about descript, the description is they lost their first love, or they, one of these three, they unwilling to address nonsense in the church. so That's a big one. So, Marty, I think one of the key issues is going to be anytime a church is considering closure, a question that you and I have talked about is, is there another gospel preaching church in the area? Very important question. So a comment you made I want to pick up on. So you said church closure is not dependent upon size or recommendation of church closure is not dependent upon size. So if you're sitting down with a deacon board right now, okay, explain what you mean by church closures not dependent upon church size. Well, it's interesting. As we know, most churches are under 100, mm-hmm. and many now are under 50. Right. But that church can still have an effective ministry for the Lord in a community, especially when there's not another witness or not another church nearby they can go to. And for them to pull out or close, you just puts that area in darkness. There's no gospel witness there. And I think that the first thing is, I I don't think a church should be embarrassed because they're small. Now we kind of get that 
push today for big yeah. churches, sure. successful, many programs, whatever. So when people come to a small church, they, you know, they're kind of embarrassed. We've only got 50 or 60 people or, or whatever. 20. Or 20, exactly. Yeah. And I don't think they need to be embarrassed. And the other thing I think is the pastor of those people doesn't need to feel like a failure. Um, when you look around, a lot of churches are in that condition. Right. Now, if I looked around and I was the only pastor in that condition, I'd say, what am I doing wrong? Right. But when I look around and see others facing the same obstacles and challenges of ministry, I think, okay, Lord, I don't think we're necessarily doing anything wrong. We can obviously improve, but I don't feel like a failure. The key to the people is don't be embarrassed, be faithful. And the key to the pastor is don't feel like a failure, be faithful, right. and keep that testimony. That may mean that there's some changes that need to be made. Um, and that's what Christ is addressing in yes. these churches in Revelation. And you touched repent, on that repent, first one. Repent, yeah. If yeah. there's sin, that's got to be taken care of. Right. Because that, to close a church because of sin is really a shameful way to close, not dignity and not integrity. Yeah. But I think there's some creative things that churches can think about. For example, maybe the pastor needs to go by vocational. I mean, when it had 200 people, it was a full-time job. Now mm -hmm. it's got 25, 30 people. Bivocational may be an option. And with all the different home at work options and all that right. today, that could be a good option. Sure. They may need to decrease the size of their facility. They may need to sell their bigger buildings that they've you know used in the past, but they're not using now. They may need, and this would be a critical one, you'll probably get calls on this one, they may need to close their Christian school so they don't yeah. lose their church. Yeah. But some hold on to that Christian school so long that the church ends up closing the process. So I think you said it so well. If there's another church within reach that you can be a part of, that would be great. But if not, before you close, you need to seriously go before the Lord and say, are you ready for us to shut this down and there be no gospel testimony here? Right. Or do you want us to keep going even though it's going to cause some sacrifice? Let me pick up an example. So I met with a church that was very small, I would say 10 and under. And one of the questions I asked was, how far would you need to drive to get to a like-minded gospel preaching church? Okay. And in this church, Marty, they could be there in 20 or 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what would you tell a church? Wouldn't you say, don't feel guilty, go ahead and close? Yes. We, okay. we actually had a similar situation. We were planting a church. And uh, I won't say where, but we were planting mm -hmm. a church and doing well. We were a year or two old, had about 30, 35 people. We were meeting in a hotel, mm -hmm. and we were in a very populous area. Cost of living was high, and we were looking at property and building and things. It was going to be a long road ahead of us. Right. There was another church in the community that had gone contemporary. I'm talking about guitars, drums, the whole works. Changed the philosophy of ministry. Totally, totally changed yeah. it. It had been a fundamental church, yeah. totally changed. Well, they got a fella in there as a pastor. What happened is the mega pastor mm -hmm. spent all the money okay. and left. <laughs> so when he left, a bunch of people left, and the group that was left didn't know what to do. So they brought in a guy that was really a fundamental, solid yeah. guy. And I heard about it, and I thought, he's, he's kind of crazy to be going in there. <laughs> he patiently waited it out. All the contemporary people left. The guitars left. The drums left. And they were left with about 20 people. Okay. So we heard about it. It was only like 10, 15 minutes away from us. And we went ahead and visited. 
and we thought they have a building, they have mm-hmm. a parsonage, they mm-hmm. have a pastor, they have 20 people, and we're in the hotel room, you know, trying to figure out what we're going to do in the future. There's no reason to be doing that. Okay. So we didn't merge because we were a bigger group and I was an older pastor. We felt that it would be better to dissolve our church and then join their church rather than look like we were trying to take that church over. So you closed your church? We closed our church and And, we each one took individual membership in that other church. And that's when we actually started Fellow Helpers Ministries then. I said, everybody's happy here. The young pastor's happy, his church has doubled. Our people are happy, they're not looking at big debt. Everybody's happy, but I'm out of a job. (laughs) So I checked around, you know, with some men that I respect and appreciate and said, where's a need in the church that's not being met? And they said, interim pastoring, helping churches with problems. So that's how we started. Yeah. All right, so there is a time to close. There is. Okay, Yeah. and it can be done without embarrassment. I believe that. Okay. So now let's talk about yours was a positive situation. Correct. And again, we're talking the description here. We're not talking this is not what to do at every church. We're just painting some pictures. But wouldn't you think there's a time to close a church when a the reputation of the church due to some yes. event, I mean, whether it be child abuse in the church or pastor's problems or some kind of something that has soiled the reputation of the church in the community, then it cannot be recovered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Talk would, to me about that a little I, bit. I would agree with that. I, I would think, and I'm going to use an expression here, I hope it's understood, but I think when a church gets to a point where you're simply going to punch your spiritual time clock, you don't really have a heart for it, Yeah, the community doesn't have a love or respect for it. You know, you're you're pretty down, you're pretty discouraged, and you might go through a little season of that and get over it. But if it's yeah. it's like the character of the church, it's probably a lot wiser to really seriously and soberly think about closing that church, whether you start another one, you know, in a different area yeah. or or whether you merge with another one or join another one. But I I feel badly for people who are going to churches when they really have no heart to go, they just feel an obligation to go. Yeah, they're defeated. The church, yeah. the reputation of the church for years has been bad. Yes. Let's just say, and this is a common case, I'm not thinking of any one church, but there was a sexual scandal in the church with the pastor. Yes. And they've tried to recover, but it just can't. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, again, when a reputation cannot be recovered. I agree. Okay. Let's talk through another situation. So, What uh, you just described, I mean, you can beat that drum for months and years to come, but yeah. never really get over that. Yeah. And, and again, that's a general observation. Correct. Right? We're not making, I think, each church needs to evaluate with their leadership where they are. And i tell you a thing. Let me throw this in there. If a church is considering this. Mm-hmm. I would advise getting pastors in the general area, maybe 30 minutes to an hour out that know the demographics, know your city, and I would sit down and have a conversation with them mm-hmm. to get their input. Don't you think that would be a good thing to do? I Absolutely. Mean, just from surrounding towns or communities or cities. When you talk about the moral aspect, or yeah. that could be physical type things, or it could be financial type things. Yeah, it could whatever, be financial, financial. scams, sure. When you get into that moral aspect, I think there's a couple things to consider. Number one, a lot of times when that's manifested, especially in a pastor, there's been a lot of other sinful issues in the church. That have been neglected that have been or neglected. have not come out. Correct. Yes. And as a result, things have gotten mm-hmm. so far, it's going to be hard to get that back on track. 
But there are ministries where the reputation is good, the ministry is strong, the man fell, and that can be you know repented of, and he can move on, and the church can move on too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think, uh, again, the church at Pergamos unwilling to address known sin in the church. Yes. We have that pattern. We have the church at Ephesus, Revelation 2-5, loss of first love. Yes. Now, let's talk about this. The church at Sardis, mm-hmm. um, they ministered in the past and not in the present. Boy, isn't that ex- interesting yeah. when you read that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And uh, he appreciates their past, but they're not doing it in the present. And I think one of the areas that I jotted down is when the church loses her evangelistic fervor. Okay. Um, so let, let's talk about a, yeah, a common case we're hearing one. now. Okay. So there's several like this. Churches that were originally started as a split mm. of another independent church. Yes. Okay. A generation ago. Again, okay. churches in Revelation, 35 to 40 years old. Good observation. Right, so now... So you got two gospel preaching churches in a town. The newer church is 35 or 40 years old. Mm-hmm. A whole generation's come and gone. And now with the cases I'm thinking about, one or the other of these churches is now struggling. Okay. And the people in the churches probably can't even tell you why the split happened. I agree. All right, so don't you think there's a time to visit closing one of these churches? Yes. And either uh, an adoption or a merger really doesn't work well. But one church closed and become another part of another. You, you any comments oh, on I'm that? I'm thinking of a situation right now yeah. that breaks my heart. There was a split yeah. because of a pastor. Mm-hmm. That pastor's now gone. He's right. far gone. And in the process, though, the people divided. Mm-hmm. And you've got a small group of people left with a huge debt because right. they just built a building. You got another group of people that have a huge debt looking to the future to get property in the building. And I'm looking at those two groups and I'm thinking, why aren't you talking about getting back getting together? Back together yeah. It was more of the failure of the pastor and the offenses that he caused that caused the division more mm-hmm. than the people themselves. But there is a time to say, okay, well, let's think about closing one of these. Yes. And bringing them back together. Exactly. Or getting together. Because again, as generations pass, they may not even know that's right. Well, I was thinking of another case. Again, the reason Marty and I are talking about this, because it's so common, mm-hmm. that a church was started because of an offense of a pastor that was no longer Correct. there. And the new pastor comes in and tries to go to the pastor of the split and say, hey, can we not resolve this? Mm-hmm. But there was some issues that it couldn't be resolved. Okay, right. we understand that's going Correct. to happen. Okay, so we're not saying every case. Again, no, we're at 30,000 no, feet, all. right? Not at all. We're talking a description, not yes. a prescription, and every case is different. But where these churches have been split up, and now neither church is really healthy, one option be close one, come back together. That is an option. Yes, it okay. is. Okay. Yeah. What else are you thinking along these lines? The other thing, I I think that churches sometimes, and again, I wrote this down, you may need to revive that spirit of evangelism that has waned over time. And a lot of churches, once they get organized and get, you know, stable, I think that's like Laodicea. You know, they were very stable financially and whatever. But then there begins almost to become what I call an agenda-type preaching, Mm -hmm. where the preaching is more to kind of lead people to do something that, the leadership wants them to do versus that consistent expository preaching through the word where the spirit of God leads the people into what to do. 
And I think a All right, lot so you're of, presenting a remedy before closure. Yes. Okay, I just and want to I, make sure. Yeah. So there is a there is a time. There's a time to try to revitalize or bring a remedy oh, or renewal that. or refocus whatever re word you want to put yeah. in there. Would you agree with this, Marsh? I mean, this is a blanket statement. Again, one of these thirty thousand yeah. yeah. foot observations. Okay. Okay. But wouldn't you agree that closing the church should be? It's a dramatic term, but a last resort. Yes. In other words. I don't mean by that that you're just quitting, but I mean you really feel this is what the Lord would have you to do. But before you get to that point, why not do everything you can to see if you can keep that church maintained? I agree, and that's the reason you and I have a ministry to these kind of churches. So we we see that, but there is a point in what I want to try to— Absolutely. The the point of the topic of this podcast is, okay, there is a time to close a church. Yes. It may not be pretty. Mm -hmm. Okay. There may not be other options. Yes. Okay. It needs to be prayed through, seek advice from other pastors in the area, you and I at GFA and other exactly. men. We have a whole crew of men. Yes. They'd be happy to come out and help you evaluate. But there is a time. Marty, let me ask you this question. How many churches, and I don't want to be too candid, how old are you? I'm 70. Okay. So you've been around the block yes, a, few a few times, times. all right? <laughs> what is the oldest church, or the longest going church that you've been in that is still preaching the gospel? Uh, can you think? I mean, oh, yes. I, okay. I definitely can. 60, I think 65 years. Okay. And they have a good pastor there now. They're doing a good work for the Lord. But they did come to a point where they weren't sure at one time whether they were going to have to close Okay, so that's 60-something years. Yes. I'm thinking about, uh, I was in one church that was started in the 1800s. 1800s, that's still great. preaching the gospel. Yes. That's rare. Yes. But we agree, it's rare to find a 100-year-old church. It is. They are there. And yes. for those listening to this and you're in that age church, rejoice. Right. But it is rare. So yeah. the key is average pastor pastors about 40 years. Mm-hmm. And I think I read a stat that growing churches in the U.S. are still being pastored by the guy that started the church. Oh, I agree. Okay. Yeah. So there is that zeal. Yeah. But there is a season to evaluate closing yes. a church without embarrassment. Mm-hmm. But it also must be closed with integrity. We mentioned that. I agree. So let's go through in the ending. I gave you several things to think through about closing a church with integrity. There is a time for a ministry to end well. I got some summary points. Yeah, give them. Uh, I, and I'll go through them quickly because okay. I don't want to belabor them all. But I think as I was reflecting on this, be sure you're closing because it's God's will and not because you're too stubborn to make changes. Uh, like this and we're not churches. talking changes in doctrine. No. And we're, no. Not, we're not talking philosophical changes. We're focusing on the seven churches, there Revelation 2 okay. and 3. Every all one right. of them had the invitation to repent, get it right. There we go. They didn't. Number two, be sure you pay all your outstanding bills at closing. Okay. Don't, don't leave people in the lurch on that. Number three, be sure you treat your missionaries properly. Okay. And I would recommend if you're closing a church that you support a missionary with the closing assets that you'll have mm-hmm. uh, at least four years, a term. Whatever you can do. So they Whatever can you get can back. do. Yep. That'll give them time to yep. finish their tour in the field, get back and raise some new support. And the key and, word we're trying to do is integrity. Yes. And okay. it might even be if you have a Christian school that's going to be closing along with the church, paying that staff. Yeah. You know, giving them a bonus at the end of that school year for sticking with it and helping yep. them get to a new location. The other thing is uh, be sure to give your current pastor an adequate severance because he can help you dissolve the church in a right way, and then he can also help you distribute the funds 
but then with the little severance package, it'll give him time to find another location. So yeah. he won't be so panicked about finding another ministry. He'll have time to help you close in a proper way. And then look, uh, be sure to look for wise ways to invest the church's assets. Okay. 501c3, you can't keep that money. All right, well, <laughs> let's, let's talk about that yes. just a minute. Yeah. So you got to go by your constitution. Yes, so whatever Definitely. your constitution says, you must abide by it. Mm-hmm. And if you think of the church needs closing and your church constitution does not address the closing, you need to make sure it's there That's and right. voted on properly. Second, your government. You are a 501c3. There are regulations, okay? I was discussing with a, I was not involved directly with the church that was closing, but they were going to pay their members out of the closing oh, money. Boy. And that you cannot, you cannot <laughs> no, can't do, that. do that. Okay, I want to say that again. So that you got to close with integrity. So you can do a pastor severance package. Mm-hmm. And then, Marty, there may be cases like the Christian school, the pastor may not have been paid in a year. Yes, exactly. So when the, when pay the, all your bills. Get there you go. Up. So mm-hmm. you can go back and document your pastor's lack yes. of pay. And when the church is sold, there is a, a matter of integrity. You can go back with back pay. Yes. But back pay does not mean paying out brother or sister so-and-so who's just been a faithful member. Correct. Right? And then, like you just talked about, there is an ethical way to distribute those assets to other ministries or, yes. or some ministries you may just be trying to pay your current debt. Can I I make a comment here before I forget? Mm -hmm. Because this came up in the research I did. Be sure if you have a dissolution clause in your constitution and it states that if you dissolve, it goes to a certain ministry, make sure that ministry still stands where it did when you did your constitution. Or if the ministry is still even existing. Exactly, because I read about one where the constitution called for a ministry that had gone totally off base. But... Legally, they were they obligated to give, to give the money to it. Yes. And that hurt. That yes. hurt deeply. And I was involved with another church where a ministry was non-existent. Oh, there you go. All right. yeah. And that held up everything yeah. because the legal work said it had to be given to a certain ministry. The ministry no longer existed. So you must bring it up to date. Definitely. Okay. So a church should not be embarrassed. They have to close. There is a time to close it. Yes. Marty, give out your email address. In um, case, the email uh, is pretty simple. It's Masito, M-A-S-I-T-T-O. One S, two T's. Yes, sir. One okay. S, two T's. Masito, M-A-S-I-T-T-O, Villa. V is in village, yeah. I-L-L-A, at yahoo.com. All right. And mine is M-F-A-N-T at gfamissions.org. Now, Marty, let's say it again. This has been descriptive, not yes. prescriptive. These are some cases where a church should consider closing. Every church that I know of has a life cycle. Christ says he'll build his church. The universal church That's is going exactly fine. Exactly okay, right. the universal That's church. Right. But the local church does have seasons of ministry. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so there is a time to close a ministry, and it can be done the right way. If you close it the right way, here's a radical thought I All wrote right. down. Consider, if possible, a special service to officially close. Mm-hmm. similar to the dedication service when you opened. Well said. And make it a thanksgiving and praise time. You know, well we're glad for what the Lord has done. Maybe have people that have left the area come back for yeah. it, like a big homecoming, mm-hmm. and just say, Lord, thank you for the 30 years we've had. And now bless us as we give these assets to these other churches or ministries or whatever. We whatever. do that when a person passes. Yes, 
Oh, that's an excellent point. That's right. I mean, I think yeah. a funeral for a believer is a time to celebrate. Yes. Now, I understand there's going to be some tears if a church closes and it doesn't close well or it closes because of unwillingness to address sin or one of the other reasons. And I would you know, say this, Marsh, not to support you or yeah. me or anyone, Bruce or anybody, I would not really seriously consider or make the steps to close a church until I got outside counsel. Yeah, yeah I would agree. I, I would bring and, someone from the outside in that can look it over and say, you're on the right track. Or they might say, wait, if you did this or this, you're going to get right back on track. Yeah, and if you call me and I come in, I'm going to pastors in the area. Yes. Because they know it. They have a vested interest. Yes. They may see things differently. All right, mm-hmm. any closing comments? And we'll... No, I am just amazed that you broached this subject because I think it's not been talked about. I think when it comes time, when you talk about most churches closing, there's more of a failure spirit to it rather than, no, there's the time. I mean, come on, 800,000 employees, $1 trillion in market value, and the CEO is saying, we're going to run our cycle. There's a point where our mission will be over. Someone else will take it. We're not having a problem with that. We're not putting a business model on the church (laughs) because the church belongs to Christ. But what we are saying we need to look at this through realistic glasses. Yes. And there are people, I like the way you said, they're punching their spiritual time That's a clock. tough one. Yeah. It's just, there's no enthusiasm no, for serving the no. Lord that way. And, and there is a time to close a church. Yes. It can be done well where Christ gets the honor. It's his church, and we want to do it well. Marty, thanks so much. Well, thank you for asking. I appreciated it. This podcast was a result of a pastor writing in and saying, would you please address it? If there are other topics you'd like addressed, mfant at gfamissions.org. I'd love to have your topics sent in so we can talk through it. Marty, thanks a lot. Appreciate being here. Thanks for tackling these things. Your podcasts are great. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. You're listening to ReChurch a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at gfamissions.org consulting.